Hello, fellow theater people. Welcome to episode 31 of the Theater People podcast. I'm Patrick Hines, your host. You guys, we were so excited when the NYC PodFest invited us to do a live show as part of their 2015 festival. But we were also kind of terrified. Would we be able to find a great guest who would want to do it? Would anybody want to drag themselves down to the Lower East Side on a cold Sunday evening to watch it? We had no idea. But when the great two-time Tony nominee, Laura Osnes, agreed to come back on our show and be our guest for the live show, we knew it was going to be great. And then about a hundred of you guys showed up to watch. It was a pretty magical night. And I want to get right to it. Just a couple things to note. My husband Steve was there with baby Daisy standing in the back, and Daisy wasn't exactly being quiet. You can't really hear it, but it becomes important later. You'll see why. So let's get right to it. Here's our live show. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome to the stage, theater people. Ladies and gentlemen, Bradley Bien, who wrote and recorded this theme music for our podcast forever ago. So glad to have him. Thanks, Bradley. All right, guys, we're going to jump right in. Uh, our first guest certainly needs no introduction. She's a two-time Tony nominee, uh, one of the greatest theater stars of her generation, and maybe the nicest and most beautiful human being I've ever met. Ladies and gentlemen, Laura Osnes. You guys, how amazing does Laura Osnes look tonight? <laughs> Hi! Hello! Thank Patrick. you so much for coming back. I am thrilled to be here, and thank you all for showing up. I was going to say, the first time you were on the show, I was so nervous, I could barely breathe. I remember that. I am as nervous this time. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you made me cookies last time. That's right. My husband made you cookies. Yes, he did. I remember. Steve made me cookies. Should it's we so jump sweet. in? Yeah. Let's all right, do let's it. do it. So I, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was you just did a show at 50 or Below called Paths Not Taken. Yeah. Um, in which you talk and sing about shows that you auditioned for but didn't do either because you turned them down or because you didn't get cast in them, mm -hmm. which is shocking to me that you would not. Do you? Does Laura Osnes not get cast in stuff? All the time, you guys. Oh, seriously? Yeah, it's part of the business. That's why I wanted to do that concert because people think that there are performers who have found success never face disappointments and never have to like go through it. And I audition all the time, and there are things, a lot of things that I don't book. You know, I was going to save this for the end, but I know you talk a lot about wanting to do um, The Music Man. Yeah. Like, that's your dream role. And I was saying to my husband this morning, do, can you not just make that happen? Like, can you not just, like, call a producer and be like, I'm, I'm Laura Osnes and I want to do this? No, I'm not Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> that is shocking to me. Oh, no, I'm definitely not at that point yet. Really? Not no right. way. Well, you are to me. I wish. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. Um, if okay. you have the power to make it happen for me, I mean. <laughs> me and you are going to be a power team. Okay. We're going to take the theater by storm. Sounds good. Executive producer. <laughs> um, I want points. I want points. Okay. Uh, okay, so I, my first question was, have you ever turned something down and then regretted the decision later? I have definitely turned things down that I kind of wish I could have done. Um, but I have to say, and the whole point of my 54 Below show was that I feel like everything does happen for a reason. And I feel like even when I've had to turn something down or decided not to do something, that it has always worked out for the better, at least in my case. And I'm really grateful to say that. Not to say, like, I, I don't know. It's just I'm because I turned 
you know, one thing down, I was able to do something else in, in my career that now I've gotten to say I've done, and who knows if the other one would have been just as wonderful, but um, so far, my story is my story, and, you know, I, I wouldn't have changed any of those experiences for the world. Earlier, I was reading an, an interview with you where you were saying that earlier in your career, you had either taken things or not taken things against the advice of your agents, um, and I was wondering where, where you were kind of thrust into, like, musical theater fame, yeah. you know, and I was wondering how you were able to sort of craft the kind of career you wanted to have and how you, um, how you arrived at those decisions against the advice of the people that you would kind of hired to steer you. Yeah, um, you know, it's tricky. My agents are awesome, and I'm still with the same agent since I signed with them seven years ago, and I, you know, my, they're fantastic. Um, but, again, it comes down to it's your life and it's your career, and it's certain jobs I either didn't feel comfortable with or, um, you know, roles that took me out of town for too long a time, despite it being a good role. I didn't want to leave my husband for that long. You know, things like that, like life things where I was just like, even though it's a job, it just wasn't right for me in that moment. And sometimes, well, at least I've learned that you shouldn't just take a job to take a job or compromise who you are um, just to get a paycheck. I feel like upholding uh, what you what you stand for and the you know what's the bigger picture things that are really important in life too, um, are are sometimes more important than you know, just taking a job for job's sake. Is there a particular job that you've done that you feel comfortable telling us that you took against the advice of your management? Huh. It was mostly things they wanted me to do that I didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. They're, I mean, they're always... They're, this upcoming... I'm, I'm doing a production of Carousel in Chicago Woo! coming up. We're going to get to that. Which is really exciting. Yeah. And that was, I'm, I'm super excited about it. And obviously it's a dream role in a dream show. But that, that was one that my agents were kind of like not so hot on because it took me out of town mm -hmm. for two months. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be leaving. And they were like, you can stay in New York. You don't have to go out of town at this point. And, you know, that's a blessing. That's amazing. Like, that's, that's wonderful to be like, oh, I don't have to take this job. But I'm also, like, super excited about it. And I really <laughs> wanted to do it. And it's in Chicago. I'm from Minnesota. And there were a couple other things um, that were kind of brewing for Broadway for me possibly this spring that ended up falling through. So it suddenly left my schedule open. And I was like, awesome. Now I can do Carousel. And my agent jumped on board, you know, in that case. The fact that, like, other things had kind of fallen through. And it was like, oh, great. Carousel's now going to be mm -hmm. an awesome option. So. Wow. Okay. Moving right along. Um, okay, so you were last seen on Broadway in Cinderella, mm -hmm. and there were all these, like, adorable pictures of you at the closing of Cinderella, and I was oh, yeah. wondering, what was it like for you to, like, sit through the final performance? It's really surreal. Um, completely bittersweet. I've gotten to go to the closing nights of a few Broadway shows. I was at closing night of, um, that I did. Um, I was at Anything Goes closing night, oh, yeah. and I was also at South Pacific closing night. And I, Greece, I can't remember Greece. I, I think I was at Greece closing night too. <laughs> it's, it's kind of special to get to be invited back for the final show. Um, but it, it was really bittersweet. Uh, the show changed so much just from, you know, the different cast that are now part of it. So it was amazing to see the evolution of that. I also got to see the tour cast in Rhode Island. So I've, I've seen it a few times since I've left the show. Um, and it's magical to finally watch it from the front and be like, 
I got to do that? Like, we, I did that for a year. Did you ever watch it, like, while you were in the run of it? Never, no. Wow. No, we, the principals don't get to swing out like the ensemble <laughs> does. Um, so it was, it was really rewarding to get to watch it from the front and admire the magic that, that happened. But the show was very different. I mean, watching it the last time. And, but a lot of us went back. Vicky was there and uh-huh. Anne Harada was there. And there were probably like nine, eight or nine of us um, previous cast members that all got to go together to the final show. Do you have a particular favorite memory of doing the show? Oh, my gosh. So many. Uh <laughs> The one that stands out to me is the day, um, well, first of all, the first time I did the magic transformation costume change uh-huh. was amazing, obviously. I had practiced it, like, in my costume fittings, and then I remember the first time I did it in tech in front of everybody. This was the, did anyone see the show? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was the, the, like, the third transformation from that pink, like, rip-away dress into the gold gown for the banquet. And uh, the first time I did that in, like, dress in, like, tech rehearsal, like, everyone's, like, offstage watching, right, wanting to see how it happens. And, like, all the cast and crew and everybody was, like, amazed and applauded for, like, 60 (laughs) seconds. And I was like, it worked! (laughs) So, like, that was really magical, getting to figure out the costume changes and work with William Ivy Long on that. Um, And then just we goofed. We got to goof around a lot. The show was... uh, it was the nature of the show that it was a very fun show, and we had a really fun cast, and we could afford to have a lot of fun, both on and off stage. Probably not the <laughs> most professional sometimes. Um, There's definitely a day I brought a jelly bean on stage, and I gave it to Santino when he kissed my hand, and so I like left it in his hand, and I was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and, then, and then he went and put it in my glass slipper when he tried on my shoe. <laughs> And I was like, he always can one-up me. I can never, like, get him back because he'll always one-up me. And so then for the whole last, like, ten minutes, like, five minutes of the show, I had a jelly bean in my shoe. And we were, the cast had no idea. So he and I are, like, laughing, like, trying to keep it together. It was, like, the most amazing acting exercise I've ever done, like, trying not to laugh while we're singing this final song. And the cast was like, what happened? And we are just, like, falling apart. It was funny. Yeah. I know. I, like, I made you listen to me talk about Bonnie and Clyde, like, for 20 minutes the last time I saw you. Bonnie and Clyde, you guys. Um, I wasn't going to ask this because I promised we wouldn't go over anything that we went over in the last interview. But do you have a favorite memory of Bonnie and Clyde? Just because I love uh, it so much. Because I love it so much. You know, um, a lot of my memories from Bonnie and Clyde, at least, were getting to develop the show out of town. And um, Our knees just touched. They did. <laughs> um, yes, getting to develop the show out of town. And, like, because there you really, you really, like, live with the cast essentially I mean you're you're away from everything and you get to kind of develop this musical um, and we we spent two years out of town before coming to Broadway two different out-of-town tryouts and um, I don't know we, we'd go like mini golfing and like go to the beach <laughs> in Florida and like ha- just like hang out with the cast you know all the time we play tennis like at this the complex we were living in like so silly <laughs> um, or have like poker nights and you know taco dinners and um, that was cool. Uh, but finally, finally getting to Broadway and, like, taking the Broadway bow, like, for Bonnie and Clyde was really rewarding. And working with Jeremy was really great. We got along so well. And um, Gone too soon, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, it was short, a short and love and life. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, that working with Victoria Clark, that you guys have something uncommon in common, which is that you are two of the most, like, successful actresses of your generations in the theater. And I was thinking, like, did did you... I mean, 
did you ever secretly talk about that? Like, did she ever give you any advice and say, like, this is how you navigate these waters? She gave me so much advice. I mean, in a in a wonderful way. I my nickname for her is Mama Bear. I call her Mama Bear. And <laughs> you she, are now all free to call her that if you see her right. on the sidewalk. <laughs> um, because she is who I want to be when I'm her age, right? Like, that's, she's just, she's super classy and uh, so unbelievably talented and so gorgeous. And I just, yeah, she was really, really wonderful to have around. And she kind of just took me under her wing from the beginning and, um, yeah, was like, was like a mama bear to me throughout rehearsal and throughout the process. So she's wonderful. I saw her in Light in the Piazza uh. before I was even anybody, when I was like a high schooler you know, living in Minnesota and traveled to You were always somebody, Laura Austin. <laughs> Thank you. You all are, too. We all are, right? But, like, bef yeah, so, like, I was in high school and, like, came to see her and uh, just was insane to finally get to be working so closely with her during Cinderella. Well, is there anything technical that you can say that you, like, like you ever see her do something or, or the, maybe the way she was in rehearsal that you're like, ah, she, I mean, she's like method. <laughs> so really? like she would come, she like brought in like an apron from home and like ropes and like baskets and like she'd take Ricola wrappers and like pin them in her hair as like, <laughs> as like crazy Marie, like the before fairy godmother, like she brought in a cane, like she was very like, she's, she's of the earth. She's like mother nature of the earth. And we always, it was funny cause we used to call her like, um, she's like, She's, yeah, she's, like, of the earth. And then when uh, Rebecca Luker came in to replace her, Rebecca was, like, an angel from heaven. So it was, like, <laughs> it was like the, the two contrasting, like, mothers of the world who got to be my fairy godmother. Like, one, one from the sky and one from the earth. It was pretty cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, yes. This, I, I'm, I'm going to try to ask this as succinctly as possible, but I was reading an interview with you from that time when you were talking about, so you're leading this show. You know, it's Cinderella. You're Cinderella. There's a lot of demands on you within the show and the press that you have to do for the show. But you said something in particular about, like, you have one day off. And you're married. You have a life, you know. And, but you're also doing a lot of cabarets. And, or maybe not cabarets, but benefits. And people are always asking you to do their little podcast in the basement. <laughs> so how do you decide what you're going to say yes and, like, no to? That's a tricky thing also to navigate. And my first year in New York, I, like, said yes to everything. Because you're trying to establish yourself and you, you know, you never want to turn down any opportunity. And then after a year of that, you can get really burned out and you can, yeah, you never see your husband. You like never have a life and you, like, so, um, it's definitely been, uh, you know, a balance of that. Now, now it's like, okay, are these people I believe in? Do I want to record this demo? Do I even like the song? Or, you know, I used to say, like, you know, I get asked to, like, record demos of, like, new things. Or, yeah, do podcasts, do interviews, do benefit concerts. And you have to think about, you know, is this a cause I believe in? Or are these people that are friends of mine? Um, but it's it's obviously really fun, but it is easy to get to get pretty busy and get burned out. And when I'm in a show, you know, especially something like Cinderella, when I'm carrying the show, um, I did have to say no to a lot of things on Mondays. And I you just pray that people understand and don't take it personally. And it's you go, yes, I would love to do it, but I just I'm I'm peaked right now. I'm, I'm up to the max. I, I asked you about this last time. It, it, you know, coming from like doing. Uh, read like, like more like regional dinner theater going straight into a Broadway show and you were you were saying like no 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 when I was doing dinner theater was 11 shows a week and on Broadway was eight it's a piece of cake <laughs> yeah. but I was like how do you keep how are you able to like do eight shows a week and then like do you just know how to take care of yourself and take care of your voice it's definitely a lifestyle and um 
I, I for, I'm not a big partier, so it's easy for me. Like, I, I don't really drink that much. I don't stay out late. If it's, like, a loud restaurant, I'm like, Nate, you can stay. I'm going to go home. Nate like, is I, her gorgeous, husband. gorgeous husband. He's so sweet. <laughs> um, yes, he's gorgeous. Isn't he? He's so sweet. <laughs> I was saying um, to Steve, I wish we had a projector, so every time we said his name, he just, just flash it and be Nate. like, ah. <laughs> 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 my phone. Um, so, you know, I, I yes, I, I have learned to know my voice, and I know – you know, that if I talk at a party one night over loud music, I'm going to feel it the next day and I'm not going to be at my best. So um, I try to get a lot of sleep. I'm drinking water all the time. I take, like, vitamin C and, like, there, I have throat sprays and cough drops and lozenges and all kinds of remedies that, you know, <laughs> you, you could ever need. But you do get sick every once in a while. And fortunately, I have a, I have a great ENT doctor in the Upper East Side that I go to. And I also, fortunately, have a pretty good reputation as far as sickness. Um, so, I, you know, if I have to miss a show here and there, that's, you know, it happens. That's what understudies are for. But um, I, do yeah. try, I do take pretty good care of myself. I try to. So after you left Cinderella, I followed your career, girl. Um, and you did, <laughs> you did, I remember you were doing the Dance at Sea workshop, and then you did uh, Three Penny Opera uh, at the Atlantic Theater Company off yeah. Broadway, and of course, oh, and then you did Bandwagon at 54, yes. at, um, at Encores, yeah. yeah, and then of course your 54 Below show. So I was wondering if, like, as an established star, you f- give yourself now the freedom to do maybe some smaller things that you might not have done before. Yeah, it goes both ways. It's also like I can't get a Broadway show right now, <laughs> so so I'm filling my time doing all these fun little projects. Um, there just isn't a Broadway show for me right now. And again, like I said, there's a few things in the works, but it may be still 2016 before any of them happen. So it's nice to know that down the line, like there are going to be things, but in the meantime, you kind of fill fill your time doing these concerts and all the things you usually have to say no to when you actually are in a show. So that is what's kind of fun that I'm like, oh, like I've been, I left Cinderella like a year ago. And because of that, I got to do an off-Broadway show. I got to do a week of concerts. I've, I've sung in a, with a bunch of symphonies over the summer. I've been traveling, singing with symphonies. So like, that's really fun and pretty good money doing the concert thing. Um, and then, yeah, getting to do readings of new things and uh, yeah, live band- podcasts. Live podcasts. And like Bandwagon <laughs> at Encores is great because it, it was a three week commitment. You know, it's so fast, but it also feels like a show, like you're putting on a show. So you're continuing to work muscles, you know, those muscles all the time. But it's different because with Cinderella, it's like doing the same thing for a year. And suddenly this year, it's been like a week of this, two weeks of that, two nights of this, three nights of that, a week of that. So I'm like, my brain is like full of lyrics. Like I can't, I'm like, please, I cannot memorize one more song. Um, but it's it's good. It keeps you sharp. I'm, I feel like I'm still insanely busy, even though I'm not really like doing something big right now. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about Bandwagon. So, you know, I'm a dad now, so I don't get to go to to everything. Yeah. So Steve went and saw you in Bandwagon. He came home and he was like, she's a dancer. (laughs) So you got to like flex your dance muscle for that I did. Kathleen Marshall knows I can dance. So she always kind (laughs) of gives gives me a little... a little dancing to do, which is wonderful. Uh, yeah, I danced for like 13 years growing up. I took like tap jazz and, you know, technique and um, lyrical. I did like two years of gymnastics. But I, qu- I quit in high school because um, dance wanted all my time and theater wanted all my time. And I knew I wanted to pursue musical theater as a career. And so I decided to kind of quit dance, th- like hoping that the background I had in it would still sustain me. And in theater, you kind of still can dance. Um, so that allowed me to do it all. Um, but I, you know, I, I, 
I haven't really taken a dance class. I've taken like two dance classes since I moved to the city eight years ago. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not up to par with like the Broadway dancer, but I have, a, I have a long background in dance and definitely love to do it when the directors let me. <laughs> or choreographers. Yeah. I wanted to ask you also about working off-Broadway. Uh, Three Penny Opera must have been your first off-Broadway show. Yes, it was. Were you like, this isn't my Cinderella dressing room? Yes. <laughs> it was all, we were all in a big, has anyone been to the Atlantic or yeah. seen a show there? It's wonderful. I loved my experience. Um, the, the cast was Daisy, wonderful. Daisy, Daddy is talking to Laura Osnes. <laughs> oh, she can come up here. Oh, can we bring her up? She's so cute, you guys. Have you guys seen... Babe, bring her up here real quick. Run. Run. I'm doing the Nina Garcia. Yay! This is Daisy. <laughs> Say hi. This is Daisy and Steven. <laughs> She's 10 months old. <laughs> We're, we're trying to get to nap, but um, it's too engaging, so. <laughs> Bye, princess. So sweet. Okay, get out of here, babe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, the, the off-Broadway experience, and you know going into it, so you're not like, oh, I'm not going to get my own dressing room, and I'm not going to get, like, a car home. Like, you all do it, like, for the art's sake. You know what I mean? And I was working with F. Marie Abraham. You did it to be, like, downtown. I did. <laughs> <laughs> After, like, being a princess for a year, you kind of got to do something to, like... Totally. Switch your image. And that's what Three Penny Hopper did. Um, so, yeah, we were all in a – the theater is like a small – I think it's like a 190-seat, like not even 200-seat theater. And then uh, the stage is spacious, but then the dressing room is in a, like a dance studio like right above the stage, like on the next level up. So it's like a huge – like a big room that was separated by curtains and then the girls were on one side and the boys were on the other. So there you go. Wow. But I shared a dressing room spot. We stared at, I shared a station with Mary Beth Peel and she oh. was much, much like a Victoria Clark in that way, yes. like a, a mama bear. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love Mary Beth Peel. amazing. Um, I keep, I have all these questions about like, how do you pick your roles? And you're like, I audition. So I have to skip some questions. Well, I mean, I, I am, I kind of, it's like half and half. I, I still audition a lot. And then there are occasional things I get offers for that I have to decide, you know, if it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I wanted this to ask you. This is good. You're very prepared. Thank you. I try to be, but then I'm always like shaking and I can't read them yes. and it's a nightmare. <laughs> um, okay. So you did some master classes as well. Uh, yes, I, I've started to like teach master classes. Like people, I never went to college. I went to college for a year, <laughs> and then suddenly people are like, "Will you come teach a master class?" And I'm like, "I'm not a master. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing." Um, but I, I have started to gain confidence in the fact that I can, I do have something to offer based on my experience, and so um, yeah, I've started to like teach classes with various. Um, you know, organizations that do that with, like, middle school and high school students. Um, we'll do, like, a mock audition. Well, they're, like, sing for me, and I'll help them, like, act out their song. Um, I was wondering if you have any, like, anything in particular with your experience that you want people to, like, the kids to know that they don't know. Yes. Tell us, girl. <laughs> the thing that I always say, like, people are like, how did you make it? Or, like, what should I do? And what's your advice? And I have to say, like, there is no, like, cookie-cutter plan. There's no like, oh, follow these five steps and you'll make it to Broadway. Everybody's story is so different. Um, you know, I only went to college for a year and then I won a reality show that brought me to Broadway. Like, no <laughs> one has that story. So I can't be like, well, I, you know, if you go to open calls, you'll find, like, no one has my story. So 
you create your own story and like make it happen. Um, you know, I know people that like graduated from Juilliard and then couldn't find a job. I know people that went to NYU, did one show, and then were like, I don't want to do this anymore, and then went back to Minnesota to do medical school or something. Um, <laughs> I also know people that never graduated and booked their first New York audition. So it it so depends on like being in the right place at the right time and being prepared and just continuing to love what you do. Like, make, auditioning is part of the job. So you know, make sure you take every audition as a chance to to show what you love doing. I love that. Um, okay, so this is one of my favorite things. So I was, as we discussed, it was recently announced that you're going to be doing... Um, Carousel. Thank you. Carousel uh, at the Chicago Lyric Opera um, with Stephen Pasquale. Yay. And when that was announced, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> tweet-rapped you. And you tweet-rapped back. So guys... Laura Austin's can't write a rap and not be asked to perform it. Oh, my gosh. It was more like a poem. I knew you were going to say that. You did? I knew you were going to say that. She's going to say it's a poem. Darling, will you try to rap it for us? I'm going to read the lyrics. Sure. Part. I don't remember what I, I wrote. I wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> and you also did some really interesting, I wish we could project it because it is like a poem. She did some really interesting grammatical stuff. Well... The pressure's on now. I hope you guys are as impressed as he is. So, okay, here, here's what happened. I, yeah, so Lynn tweeted the Playbill article when it was announced, and he wrote, say this, I'm going to try to say this, say this ten times fast. Stephen, Steve, nope, I'm going to take that again. Slow, do ten times slow, man. Ten, <laughs> okay. Steve Pasquale processes awesome sauce under Miss Laura Osnes' auspices. I don't, I don't sound like Lynn. But I don't then, know what half those words mean. Me either. I had to look them up. <laughs> so then Laura tweeted back. So he was more like a word, like he was like doing like alliteration and like rhyming word things. And I made a poem. <laughs> I said, you tongue twist well, man, Lynn Manuel. Your wizardry of words is swell, which almost rhymes with Steve Pasquale, who'll soon ride on a carousel. Laura Austin, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for indulging me in that. I didn't really wrap it. I read it like a poem. I did a dramatic reading. I remember reading it and being like, no, she did not. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for Stephen to chime in. I was surprised that he didn't. It's all right. Um, Okay. (laughs) Do you know him? Yeah, we've met several times and, um, yeah, our our buddies, but we've never really worked together. So we're both very excited. Oh, that's so funny. I can't wait. Is it going to come to New York, do you think? No, uh, well, who knows? But it's the the lyric opera there has done Rodgers and Hammerstein shows the last five years, so they they are it's part of the thing that they're doing, and I, it's, it has no plan to come to New York, okay? Unless it goes over amazingly well, but yeah, I can't imagine. That, but, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about in our first interview, you were talking about when you were going through uh, the the audition process for South Pacific. Oh, you yes. had to be um, approved by the Rodgers and Hammerstein organization, mm-hmm. and I was thinking that now that you've done, you know, South Pacific Cinderella, and now you're going to do Carousel. First of all, what is it? How what did they need to approve? Uh, they, it's uh, Alice. Alice Hammerstein and Mary Rogers, who are the heirs, who now I think only Alice has passed, and I think now Mary is the only one still alive. Um, but they had to, and they've since sold the organization. Yeah, it's a long story. But they they just have to, I had just had to have an, of, an audition for them, and they just had to go, yes. I believe, you know, 
it's the people who are carrying on their show and representing it in their family. So I just they just had to give me the check mark of approval, I guess. And now do they like call you every time they're mounting a, a big deal Rogers and Hammerstein show? <laughs> no, I mean it, what's what's great with carousels. I did get an offer for that. I didn't have to audition for this. Um, but it's, you know, I know, like, it's not like they're approving every, like, Nelly across the country. I think because it was Broadway, obviously, they were very highly involved. Um, but, I, yeah, no, I've, I, I, I got to do the Sound of Music concert at Carnegie Hall, which mm-hmm. was wonderful, and finally get to sing Maria, which was, like, amazing. Um, but, yeah, no, I've, I haven't continued to do, like, I've been asked to be do, like, Nelly regionally or anything after doing it on Broadway. Yeah. Um, okay. I wanted to talk to you about your concerts that you have coming up with oh, Santino. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Um, okay. I'm going to get, uh, we're going to have all of these, this will go to air at some point in the next month or so, so we'll get all the, uh, all of the um, dates on the website. That'd yeah. be awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. So you're doing a series of concerts with Santino. Yeah. And I, so... I, it's cool that you seem to have developed like really strong like friendships with both Santino and Jeremy Jordan. Yeah, yeah. And I'm one, I'm so interested in that that your friendship has carried on beyond the shows that you have done. What what is it about these guys that 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 is a good friend match for you? You know, I feel so fortunate. I have had the most wonderful like leading men on Broadway, and I'm. It's you know, in this job, you get. You get very intimate with these people, and you see them every day, and you have to work very closely with them. And um, I feel like I've been so lucky to have really wonderful guys that I've played opposite. And, you know, with, like, Max for Grease, like, we went through the reality show together, and then we got to do the show for a year. So you become really good friends. Um, And I still text with Max, like... Probably, like, every two, one or two weeks. Like, we still keep in touch, you know, still chatting with each other all the time. And then, like, with Jeremy, we went – we were doing the show out of town in Florida together. So we, like, shared a car while we were there. Like, you just <laughs> – you know, it was just, like – you just get to know someone really well. Um, and then when we came to Broadway – and Jeremy was so smart. I mean, he, he brought so much to the show um, – you know, because he didn't do the first out of town. So, like, having him was, like, a whole new, like, fresh energy. Um, but I don't know. We just – we love singing together. We love, like, performing together. We always just became good friends. And then he married Ashley Spencer, obviously, oh, who right. I knew from the Grease reality show. We got to go to their wedding. Like, you're just now – now we're just friends for life. It's just the way it's the way that it is. And then Santino, too. Um, Santino and I actually met, five, like, five or six years ago. We did a reading together of uh, – gentleman's guide which at the time was oh. called the truth about monty and don't uh, you love that stuff i just love yeah. it so we did a reading of that literally six years ago you know so i met him there and he actually went to school at the the guthrie program in minnesota which is where i'm from so like he we both have a, like a minnesota connection um and so we had met before and then started, you know, we were cast together in Cinderella. And I was actually nervous, get, you know, being cast with Santino because he, like, went to acting school. And he's very, like, <laughs> he's, like, an actor, right? And I'm just, like, I didn't go to school. And I'm, like, I follow my instincts. And, like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I didn't know if we would if we would mesh well our working styles. And it turned out that we just balanced each other really well. Like, where I felt lost, like, he knew what we were doing. And where he, like felt lost, like I knew what to do. So we just, we worked really well together in that way and also really just enjoy singing together and um, just maintained a really wonderful friendship. I don't know. I felt very taken care of by both of Mm -hmm. them on stage. Have you had that experience with any of the women that you've worked with? Yeah. um, There's definitely, 
I mean, with, you definitely, like, take, like, two or three, you know, close, like, mm -hmm. girlfriends from every show. I still, you know, one of my best friends, Natalie Hill, was in Greece with me. She played cha-cha in Greece, and, like, we're still, like, super close friends. Um, the pink ladies have all kind of gone their separate ways. We still keep in touch, obviously, but they're not, like, my inner circle. Uh -huh. um, and then, yeah, Vicki Clark, uh, you know, is definitely, will always ha have a dear connection to her, I feel like. Um Let's see what anything goes. Oh yeah, like Sut I mean Sutton. Sutton texted me today because <gasps> my dog, my dog broke her legs. Oh and no! I, I know it's sad news. And she was like, "How's your dog? Are you okay?" Because she's such a dog person. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you still keep in touch. But you know, everyone. It's funny because this job is so like when you're doing the show. Like, you are best friends with all those people. And then the show closes, and you just naturally don't see them every day anymore. And you have to work twice as hard to maintain the relationship. Some of them come naturally, and some of them just naturally drift apart, and that's the way that it's going to be. You can't maintain, like, best friends with everyone you've ever done a show with. You just, there's not a, life's too short for them. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have enough time. There's not enough hours in the day. Um, but definitely, you know, finding the gems, I feel like, from each production and the ones that are, that are going to last. Even if you, you can love everybody in the show, obviously, but it's hard to be best friends mm -hmm. with them all. Will you tell us about the concert that you're doing with Santino and what we can expect? Yeah. Uh, so Santino and I have continued to do a few concerts. Um, we just did one at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center that was filmed and is going to be aired on TV, I believe, the end of January. Um, so that was a duet concert that we did called um, Pairings. We were calling it, like, Broadway Pairings. And we did all duets, like, from then and now. Like, doing an old, like, a classic duet paired with, like, its contemporary counterpart duet. Um, so that was super fun. And that was, that'll be, like, aired, you know, coming up. And we put that together ourselves. And then we're, we're going to Phoenix, um, also the end of January, and doing this new concert called Broadway Romance that, um, with a symphony orchestra that Ted Sperling is conducting. And uh, that's a bunch of songs, duets and solos, that we'll get to do that kind of go through, uh, like, a relationship. So, like, a meeting, uh, a first date, uh, you know, falling in love, uh, getting married, uh, questioning divorce, and then realizing they're going to, like, stick through it. So, like, all kind, you know, 18 songs that kind of uh, explain that journey, display that journey. So, we're doing that in Phoenix and then doing that same concert on Valentine's Day in New York City at Avery Fisher Hall. So, come see us. Woohoo! <laughs> all right, you guys, it's time for a lightning round with Laura Osnes. Exciting. Wow. Are you familiar with a lightning round? Really, I just think I have to answer fast. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to ask you some silly questions, and you just, like, <laughs> give us the first answer that pops into your head. Okay. Are you ready? I guess. Okay. <laughs> My dream come true. Okay. Um, okay. If you could go back in time and see any Broadway show, what would it be? It was Sideshow, but now I have to think of something else because I saw Sideshow. Oh, my gosh. Um, My Fair Lady with Julie Andrews. Uh, what show are you completely wrong for that you'd love to do anyway? I literally was going to say Shrek because I want to play Shrek. That's good. Good answer. Okay. Good answer. Um, if you had to start training for an Olympic sport tomorrow, what would it be? Figure skating. Perfect. Uh, which Golden Girl do you most closely identify with? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> do you watch that show? No. Okay, we can still be friends. Sorry. Um, That's a pass. <laughs> uh, you can only bake one thing for the rest of your life. What is it? Soldier Carmel Cupcakes. Yes, please. Uh, if your cast is Galinda in Wicked tomorrow, who is your dream Elphaba? Lindsay Mendez. Yes, I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, what is the name of this podcast? 
theater people. Oh, yay, she knows. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, you and Patti LuPone are trapped in an elevator. She freaks out. What song do you sing to calm her? I'm gonna love you like nobody's love you. Come rain or come shine. <laughs> I knew we'd get her to sing. Uh, what is the strangest gift you've ever received from a fan? Marzipan. <laughs> Name something interesting that we would find in your kitchen. Dog spray for the wee for yes. What is your most treasured theater-related item? Uh, th the first thing that came to my brain was the ukulele that Jeremy Jordan gave me for opening night of Bonnie Clyde. Oh, you're given the opportunity to ask Angela Lansbury any one question. What is it? Can I was like, can I be you when I grow yeah. up? <laughs> like, can I be you? <laughs> um, a Broadway revival of Music Man is announced tomorrow, starring you as Marion. Who is your Harold Hill? <sighs> Hugh Jackman. <laughs> uh, you're given the opportunity to remake any movie starring you. What movie is it, and what role is it? Is this a movie musical? Any the, movie? Any movie. The Notebook. I want to do Ooh. The Notebook. Ooh. Okay, same question, 1980s edition. Uh, Curly Sue. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with Curly Sue. I love that. I wanted to always be her when I was little. Now I'm too old. Can no, I go never. back? Yeah. You can remake we'll it. When I'm nine? Okay. Yeah, as soon as we're done with the, with the my favorite, whatever that show is, Music Man. Oh, yeah, Music when Man. When we're done doing that, we'll do that. <laughs> okay. Okay, so for the end of it, we, I'm going to give you a name. You have to describe that person in one word, but you can't use the same word twice. Oh, gosh, this is hard. Okay. <laughs> Pressure's on. Okay, before I say the first name, he's the guy that designed all of her trick dresses. William Ivy Long. Genius. Okay, but you only get to use that once. Okay. Victoria Clark. Motherly. Lindsay Mendez. Amazing. <laughs> Jeremy Jordan. Star. Anne Harada. Hilarious. Nate Johnson. That's her husband, guys. I know. I. <laughs> There's too many words. Uh, wonderful. Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry. Okay. Santino Fontana. Goof. Kathleen Marshall. Um, Multi-talented. Patrick Hines. Do I know Patrick Hines? I was, <laughs> I told 10 people that I was like, my dream is she's going to say, who's that? That's me. <laughs> okay. Shoot, now you're making me feel horrible to no. the nation. I mean, I know you're Patrick, but you're right. Oh, I should that's right. You would never have known my last name. Okay. Oh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I just, I don't want to put you on the spot. Now, like, I, <laughs> That was Patrick the last Hines, one. Um... Delightful. Aww. How's that? Amazing. Before you go, we um, have a bunch of CDs that we're raffling off that are signed by some actors. Will Yay. you? Will you do? Will you pull one of the raffles? Yes. All right. Hey there, Patrick here, coming to you from my living room, not from the live show. I uh, just wanted to give you a sense of what's happening here. So I asked producer Mike to grab some of the CDs out of a Jeopardy bag that we brought with us and uh, mentioned that the reason we had a Jeopardy bag is because my husband Steve had once been on Jeopardy. So then Laura told this adorable story. I got to be a question, a clue once for Cinderella. Oh, really? Yeah, here was the question. Are you ready? It already aired last year, so it doesn't matter. It said, I was in my Cinderella garb, and I was like... I go from being a poor servant girl to a beautiful princess ready for the ball, but all the magic ends at this hour. 
question. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Laura Osnes. You guys, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Oh my God, you're so amazing. Once Laura left the stage, we called our good friends Mo Brady and Nika Graf-Lanzaroni of the Terrific The Ensemblist podcast up onto the stage to do a few more raffles and then tell us a bit about their podcast. You guys, this is Mo and Nika. Aren't they gorgeous? Mo, tell us about your podcast in one sentence. Um, oh, she's better at this. Okay, All right. We are the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. So our thing is that every two weeks we break down one little aspect of what it's like to be in the ensemble of a Broadway musical, giving you a perspective that you maybe never would have thought of when you're watching a show. Thank you so much for All right, we're going to call up our final, uh, our final guest. Our final guest is currently not speaking to me. Um, Ellen Marie Marsh, who is like my my best friend in the whole world, my sister, she uh, so graciously agreed to do this today. This She's going to do a piece from her uh, recently sold out show at 54 Below called Inappropriate. She's going back at Jan- uh, January 31st. She's coming back for a return engagement. Uh, you loved her in Priscilla. You loved her as the mullet in Kinky Boots. I've loved her my whole life. Ellen Marie Marsh. <laughs> Tell them why you're not talking to me. Because you're a harasser. I've been... So Ellen came right from her show today. She's in Kinky Boats, a little show called Kinky Boats. And she came right from her show, and it was really terrifying to me, who's like... He's uh, like, are you going to be here? Are you going to be here? What time do you think you're going to be here? Are you going to be here? And then had Steve text me like, hey, <laughs> you're going to be here? And then tried to rope Mike Jensen into texting me. He's a harasser. I was like, I'm not talking to you. I can't, right. I'm not even going to look at you. I love you so much. Tell the people what you're doing. Um... Well, it was just, it's weird sitting in the audience um, watching uh, Laura. It's like looking in a mirror. Um, (laughs) Physically and career-wise, for me, um, I've always sort of described myself as like an Italian sort of like feisty Laura Osnes. So it's weird for me. She keeps stealing my parts. We'll see who gets Marion when that comes around, Laura. No, I just think it should be belted. You know, like, what's that song from, from, like, good night by someone, good, just a little different. Okay, so anyway, I have ideas. I have a lot of ideas. Um, I did, this is Jad, my friend Jad Bernardo, who agreed to come and play with me today. Um, so yeah, I'm doing a little number that Patrick asked me to do from my 54 Below show that will be encoring on January 31st at 11.30. Tickets are available online. And um, it's funny that, I actually mentioned this in my show, because it's funny that Laura did a whole um, week about, uh, it was called like The Path's Not Taken or something. And I actually featured um, it in my show, and it's called A Medley of Shit I Didn't Book. It's like the same. so heartless how can people be so cruel easy to be hard easy to be cold 
So four days before I was supposed to get married, I was like a little hectic, but I had this audition for hair. So I went in because all I had to sing was a pop song. I didn't have to like learn anything or learn any sides. It was just go in, sing a pop song. I was like, great, got this. You know, I'm like running around. So um, I walk in and the piano player goes, hey, can I give you a bell tone? And I was like, yeah course everyone loves to sing with a bell tone because uh, you just say yes to anything anyone ever says to you right so he gives me a bell tone and I go what you want baby I got it well that song is respect but the song I normally sing is think so I just started singing respect which I had never sung in an audition or even at karaoke for that matter. So I waved my arms, laughing hysterically. And while the whole room was laughing, I just sort of tucked into an adult fetal position and continued laughing. And I arose with tears streaming down my face. And I said, I don't know that song. I thought it was hilarious. So then, uh, I, so then the guy says, okay, let me play the intro to think. No problem. So he played the intro to think. And then I said, I'm sorry. I don't think I have that regard. So I didn't get that job. <laughs> but Morgan James did, so it's fine. <laughs> Dear L, honey, mazel tov. Your future's taken off. Bring that ring back and show it to me. Four carrots, a princess cut. Are you Broadway, I went in to replace Leslie Kritzer as Serena in, uh, in, in as Serena, period. And where was that going? Um, and I was like, well, that's perfect, because everyone always says, hey, you kind of remind me of, like, Leslie Kritzer. You guys are so much alike. I'm like, thank you. That's amazing. Yes! I'm totally going to book that on Broadway. But um, they actually didn't agree with me, which is weird. And um, so, but then in a shocking turn of events, they actually called me in for Elle's mom <laughs> for the tour. Yeah, but I didn't even book that. Mamie Paris did, it's fine. Whatever happened to my part It was exciting at the start Now we're halfway through Act 2 And I've had nothing yet to do I've been off stage for far too long It's been ages since I've had a song Well, when Spamalot was on Broadway I went in for the Lady of the Lake seven times. And each time they came back to me with the same feedback. Well, she's just a little too short. To which I said, well, did you think I was gonna grow? Well, I did grow Tara Rubin. I grew emotionally and I grew as an actor, but I still didn't book that shit. There's only one man who can lead any worker's regime. He lives for your problems, he shares your ideals in your dreams. Shortly after. 
after my daughter was born, I went in for the two-show Ava, second to Elena Roger, who had played it on the West End. I went in and sang fine and great and everything worked out. And they came back to me with some feedback that said, well, she's just a little too mature. To which I said, I'm sorry, does that mean I'm too old? I'm sorry, how old was Elena Roger? I'm the savior, that's what they call me, so Lauren will call me, anything goes, to make me fantastic, I have to be rainbow So if you care to find me, look to the western sky, I'm not singing that shit right now. No, eight shows. I'm not singing that shit. All right. Got to pay top dollar and come to 54 Below. Just kidding. Finally, I went in for uh, to be uh, Audra's standby. Well, an Audra impersonator's standby on a cruise ship in Las Vegas. just kidding that never happened (laughs) but listen I you know everyone is on a path and I know exactly what path I'm on it's not like I'm bitter about any of these parts I didn't get I'm a little bitter but no I'm kidding I'm not at all no I mean just like a little little bit I'm kidding I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and I am so so happy and still a little bitter. Thank you. Do I get a CD? No, get out of here. Uh, you guys, that's our show. Thank you so much. I'm going to read this. Thank you so much to Laura Ostis. You are divine. Ellen Marsh, you're also divine. Mo and Nika of The Ensemblist. Jad Bernardino for playing. Bradley for playing and writing our, our theme song. Um, our producers, Mike and, and Vanya, we love you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Jeremy Ween and everyone here at the NYC Podfest. Andrea Simmons. My husband, Steve, who's so cute. Robbie Roselle, I love you. Matt Tamanini at Broadway World. Thank you for all the support. Thank you guys all so much for the support. Keep listening and let's get the theater community talking.